This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 812.15, follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Don't follow our exes, though. They're often quite bitter. <laughs> and you can email us via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. I like that, the collective exes of the show. Well, you just oh. imagine, if you got our exes together, there'd be quite a lot of vitriol. You think? Oh. Yeah. That'd be, yeah. a, that'd be a show in itself. I tend to leave a barren wasteland behind me. <laughs> yeah, I like the scorched earth policy. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, you know, we all come away wounded. Yeah. <laughs> morning, everyone. Yeah. Good morning. So, I've, um, yes, I'm sorry I haven't been here the last two weeks. I say that to anyone who's noticed um, because I've had, um, well, as it said on my lab results, influenza A. Oh. I don't know what that means. I'm not going to give you some... This is not a multiple-choice illness where there's influenza A, pneumonia, B, mm. no. It's, um, yeah, you didn't I don't get know. a year assigned to your flu, though. You know how they do that? No, I didn't the get a year. The 1914 or whatever. Oh. You know when they do that. That's true, yeah. I didn't know they did that. Like no. wine. They go, oh, that was a good year. Yeah, exactly. I've heard people slightly boasting, saying, well, I had the 1914. No, mine was slightly corked, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, so, anyway, I'm off my sick bed, and um, I'm tempted to say, I'm back, I'm back, you're on the right track. As a matter of fact, I'm back, but you can't say that anymore. Mm. Um... So I, my first outing, apart from several gigs, I did most of the gigs I was due to do because the show must go on, as I think um, Freddie Mercury once said. Mm. Uh, and then broke his own rule, of course. Um, I, um, yeah, I, I finally had a social outing. And even though I still felt quite ill, my partner dragged me to... Can you guess where my partner dragged me? <laughs> oh. I think I... I yes. think I can guess. Yes, it was... I wasn't ABBA-related, I went on yet another voyage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that Pierre and I both guessed that. I know. I mean, that's my second and her fifth. That's mad. ABBA voyage. Although, to be fair, I mean, you, you could get as close as possible and the holograms would never get sick. No. From you. That's true. Well, I'm no longer allergic. I should make that clear in case there's anyone switching their radio off in panic. Mm. Um, yeah, so we went again. I have to say, there is something incredibly satisfying about raising your hands as high as you can and waving them side to side to the rhythmic <laughs> pulsing of the chorus of Chikatita. Oh. <laughs> da, 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 dump. Wave, 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 wave. It's you, your, your individuality evaporates and the audience become like a box of maggots. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's really quite... It's, it's how I imagine the Russian Revolution must have felt in yeah. its early days. They should put their, all this on the poster. I think I would go if I saw... Yeah? You will become your as, as to a box of maggots. Your individuality <laughs> evaporates, <laughs> Frank Skinner. <clears throat> Or you know when they do the dot, dot, dots in quotes on posters? Yeah. Individuality evaporates dot, 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 box of maggots, dot, <laughs> yeah. dot, dot, Russian Revolution. Uh, I'm there. It's, it's up there with very cruel. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you know what, Frank? I need Kath to help me get over.
over my fear because you know my I'm really frightened of holograms. I really don't like them. I, and she needs. To, I need to go with her to this. Well, I I would love to take some. I want to take a Martian really and sit with them at the back <laughs> and see if they notice. Yeah. That it isn't real people up there. Yes, you need someone. The, for me, the only um, clue is when you get, like, big shots of them on the screen, close-ups. I think Agneta, mm. what we used to call the blonde one. Mm. We didn't know. I think she <laughs> said, oh, I've got, like, bags under my eyes. And they've said, no, but that's what you had in 1974. And she said, yeah, I don't care. Or I didn't like to say, I want, I want those Get gone. rid of the bags. So she looks, for me, a bit um, computer game. The others look mm. really authentic. But I think she's allowed vanity to step in the way of reality. We've all done it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an occasion when I've done it, but I can't. <laughs> I'm not sure you have done it, actually. No, I don't think I have. Um, there was something, though, that I noticed about one of their greatest hits, which has been nagging at me ever since, which I... Wa- this is the thing about going there twice, of course. You start studying the fame of point. Frank Anyway, you were we were just about talking ABBA. about the fact that they could have a one-off channel on Absolute called ABBA Salute Radio, mm. in which it was just a salute mm. to ABBA. Maybe on some anniversary or something. Just a little tip there for our bosses. <laughs> Last time I suggested Absolute Now, which was modern music, yeah. I got a text from the boss saying, yeah, well, we actually do do something that is not called that, but it's the same thing. That was so, so embarrassing when you did that. I, I saw a sign advertising... Uh, um, Beds and golf, abs- golf, absolute golf, golf sale. A uh, golf sale. Yeah, it kept spinning. I couldn't read it. Yeah. What um, did you see? It was, a, it was advertising like a mattress or bed company or something. Oh yeah. And it was like uh, something like how to get your absolute zeds, like your you know your sleep. Oh, but I did okay. think absolute zeds could be. A lot of people listen to podcasts to go to sleep. People say that to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think, the, po- I think the poetry podcast is safe as houses to get people to sleep. It's, yeah. It's always. What I mean, I know it, it comes from a good place, but people will often say that. Yeah. Yeah. I love having it on the show when I'm. Uh, they say it about this show. I listen yeah. to it and, and yeah, sends me to sleep. Yeah. Absolute zeds. <laughs> Great. Could be a new channel. What do they use for fun? Whale music. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what I noticed, I was listening in detail to the song, the popular Eurovision contest winner, um, Waterloo, which I guess was ABBA's big break internationally. Yeah. And it's about, partly about the Battle of Waterloo, and it begins, my, my, as many people must have said at battles, obviously. <laughs> my, my, at Waterloo, Napoleon did surrender. That's how it begins. Yeah. Yeah. But I noticed listening to the song that the Duke of Wellington never gets a mention in the song, and he won. <laughs> he won the Battle of Waterloo and he doesn't get the name check. The disrespect. And the winner takes it all. We've been reliably informed. Yeah, but, uh, by uh, well, obviously unreliably. <laughs> the winner doesn't even get mentioned. It's sort of. I remember it's one of the first times for many years I've thought of uh, Matt Cardle. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Cardle. Do you know who that is, Pierre? Exactly, exactly. Oh. Because he won um, X Factor. Oh, no. When One Direction came third. 
Yes. Oh, that's of course. One Direction, One oh, Direction, One Direction. It is a terrible crown. And Matt Cardell is the Duke of Wellington. Oh. <laughs> yeah, forgotten. Do you think that it's uh, the case that ABBA just are of the opinion that the real winner was General Blucher, the Prussian? And well, Water- they don't mention him Waterloo. <laughs> but it's a mixed legacy. He, he's the one who wore the white boots. I mean, he had an influence on ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one who wore the white boots, wasn't he, Blucher? Blucher? Yeah. I thought he was I a cavalryman. He, yeah, I yeah. think he was famous. He wore white boots. A bit like many years ago. Yeah. Alan Ball, the Everton midfielder, wore white boots when everyone wore black football boots. Yeah. So he said, because I know sometimes they need to find me desperately to help them, <laughs> the other teammates. <laughs> and I think um, Bluka had a similar thing. If They'll see my white boots and feel safe. Ah. If I've made this up, um, then I'm... Uh, Anyway, it was a lovely evening at Abba Voyage and ended with my favourite end to every evening. Any offers? I like the sound of this. Free tote bag. Frank, Ruth Jordan, one of our regulars. Of course, I haven't forgotten Ruth Jordan. I've had two weeks off, I haven't forgotten Ruth Jordan. Morning all. Good to have you back, Frank. Those Thank are Ruth's, you, Ruth. Ruth's words, but, you know, I, I also feel them. As Frank has now been to Abba Voyage twice, mm. I wondered, brace yourself, whether he'd consider giving, I can't even say the word, Hamilton another go. <laughs> Over to you, Frank Skinner. Um, well, no. <laughs> Your witness. The difference is I liked Abba Voyage first time. Oh dear. Uh. Hamilton was I thought I can I can sit at home with uh run of the mill hip hop on the radio <laughs> and read Wikipedia and it's the same experience. That's true. Or if there was some sort of rhyming Wikipedia put together using a kind of rhyming dictionary. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> so she started a fabulous orphanage, the first in New York City. What, what, <laughs> what are you doing? This is not what it's about. It's about it's, you have I to like do the, stuff with the word. It would be so devastating to stand up in, in, in the front row of a show and say... What are you doing? You know, I had this experience. <laughs> I like Frank. I like the this. idea of Frank going into the rehearsal saying, Lynn, what are you doing? <laughs> I had this experience. Look, I know a lot of people love it and I have to respect anything that's much loved, but it, it, really? it, just, it just passed me. So I've, I've had certain... Most of all of those things when you're in an audience and you're looking oh. around you and think, what are you liking? <laughs> What is it you're liking that I can't see? Turning around to face them, the audience. What are you liking? What are you liking? (laughs) What can you see that I cannot see? Although I I did turn around to do that, and Amanda Holden just looked at me in a kind of a, what's happening? Can you tell me why people like this? So I felt I found another At least you found a friend. That's nice. But I had a similar experience. I took... Remember, it's, it's been a long time since I last did the show. But I was about to... I had to take my dog to a gig because Kath was away. Mm. And I didn't want to leave the dog on its own all night. So I did a gig in uh, Maidenhead. And no smirking at the back. And... Um, I took my dog and um, there was a point where I looked around in the wings and 
Um, Omar, my tour manager, our tour manager, was mm-hmm. there. And the dog also. And the dog was looking at... I was on stage. You got me, Mike. There's a crowd. You know, it's a full house. The dog's looking at me like... What on earth are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? It was the most. I actually took a picture. I'll, I'll put the picture it's a, it's up. It's a great picture. Here. The, well, the I should face. say, Paul Thomas Walsh uh, had actually been in touch regarding this. Oh. I was desperate to know. He said, Frank mentioned he was heading to a gig in Maidenhead with, and then what I liked is he says, the dog. Yes. Well, that's what I always call it, the dog. How I don't did use its the name dog much. enjoy this particular comedy adventure? Well, I'll, I'll tell you a bit about it after. Okay. Um, I think we have a natural break, but I'll put the picture. The picture I saw of the dog <laughs> and Omar, each looking yeah. at me from the wings with slightly different expressions. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So yes, I took my dog to um, a gig. My dog likes to travel with its head out of the window and mm. cars. It does that thing. Mm. Yes. So I wasn't driving, obviously, because the, the tour manager takes care of that. But I have that thing when I'm driving that I'm on the motorway or something. And I look in the, the uh, wing mirror and I can see the dog actually experiencing G-force. The face, act, the, the lips stretch back and yeah. the ears stretch, but still doing it. Yeah. Mm. So well, Something about having your entire face pulled backwards is just the do- dog's favourite thing. Yeah, well, obviously it's become very popular in the showbiz for a time. I was going to say, it seems to be my favourite thing. (laughs) Yeah, but it'd be much easier to just look out of a car window on the motorway and hope it sticks. Yes, and to quickly put some crocodile clips on the back of your head. I think that you should do that. If you're a Hollywood actor, just say, I will only be be in films that involve me being in a fast-moving vehicle. That thing about... um, that what was that thing that James Corden did when you sang karaoke, carpool karaoke? Oh, yeah. That yeah. could have been the the initial <laughs> idea that people would go on it and say, "Oh yeah, I'd like that because that makes me look younger." That wind mm. in my face. <laughs> well, I know these people who were, you know, your high buns. I know your tricks. Oh, yeah. I know what you're doing with your high ponytails. The other similarity between dogs and plastic surgery LA people is that you shouldn't leave them in a hot car. Oh. No, that's oh. true. Look what happened to Laika when they forgot to leave the window oh, open on his space oh, please, capsule. I can't, but please don't even mention that. It's very triggering. Yeah. Anyway, when I said... I got Peter, I got Omar, Omar to phone up and say, um, can Frank bring his dog? And they, they said, about this for 2024. They said, well, two members of staff are allergic. So... Uh, can you keep the dog in the dressing room? Uh. I said, oh, look, I'll just scotch guard it. <laughs> that's, so that's what I did. I just sprayed it over, keep the dander in. Can I say he didn't do that? Yeah. Um, so it's got like a hot comb. It arrived in a sort of hard plastic shell, like a <laughs> 70s pensioner who's just had a shampoo and set. So was that the rule? You had to keep him... Uh, well, her. Her, I'm sorry. Yeah, pronouns for important. I know, you said this to me on the pod. Did, did you just uh, say to the venue manager, well, I promise not to rub my dog on any of the staff? No, I just thought... That's oh, what I thought. <laughs> and then the dog went in the wings. I, I mean, it didn't get close enough to anyone to infect them. Mm. Um, anyway, it went to the gig, and um, I put a picture up on our... Um, What's it called? Social media. Yeah. 
and you can see the view of the dog watching me from the wings, which is a peculiar <laughs> image. Can I ask you a question which might betray me as someone who's been breaking the law for 40 odd years? Okay. Oh. How comfortable do you feel about this, Pierre? We'll soon find out. Well, on the scale I, of the crime. You know, when you see a. You know the maximum national speed limit sign? Yeah. Which is white with a black bar across it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I have it. taken that my whole life to mean you can drive at 70 miles an hour now. Mm. And then um, someone said to me, no, no, it doesn't mean that. You get it on small country lanes? And I said, well, yeah, but I still drive at 70 miles an hour when I see you. That's 60, isn't it? No, but someone said to me, no, it means other. Sometimes it just means, like, the maximum speed limit for a road like this. It can't mean that, can it? <laughs> well, the trouble is that I grew up and learned to drive on the Isle of Man, where that sign means there is no speed limit. Oh. Even if it is a tiny country lane. Mm. Yeah. So it just means, well, see what you can do. As someone who did a speed awareness course recently... Oh, um, yes. I can exclusively reveal that I have no idea what the answer to that question is. Well, I've just been... T when I see I hit I hit the pedal, mm. and I think I might have been doing a bad thing, but one of our very smart listeners, stroke readers, will know the answer to that. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Um, by the way, have you noticed this phenomenon now. I think it might be part of the clickbait phenomenon. Mm -hmm. When it says how many words are in people's messages. Oh, have you what's seen that? this? What's so that? you say um, Dave Wellings issues a five word <laughs> message oh. on his feud with Blob. Is that yeah. supposed to draw us in? Is that, you're supposed to think, oh well I've got time for yeah. five words. No, I think it is that. that because some so they have on some content websites, as I believe they're called now. Oh yeah, What's, what as opposed to what websites with no content? Yeah, well, exactly. There are plenty of those. But they'll uh, they'll have something at the top saying four minute read, two uh, minute read, or okay. seven minute read. Yes, That's very handy. Mm. Yes, I always thought the five word thing is uh, the number of words to me implies that. About half of them are obscenities. Oh. Like a four-letter word. They could know. say Dave Wellings is brusque. <laughs> they could say that, but they don't say that. They say an issue they use, like yeah. issues of five. Does he issue it? They never say Dave Wellings gives short shrift. Types. Types of five-word messages is what they mm. should say. <laughs> types. Issues it. Who, who is he? Three. Lord Beaverbrook. <laughs> I don't know. I've fall, I have fallen for it. I've really started to fight the clickbait. Have you? Yeah, because I, on football things you get it a lot, like West Brom in with Ronaldo link. But yeah. you haven't And then you look it up and there's an Albion player who was on a train that Ronaldo was on in the, I know. two years ago. Also, that you'll never believe what happened next. When you keep clicking through, I've fallen victim to those. Oh, keep man. clicking Why the arrows. Why do they keep falling? You know, the wedding, <laughs> the wedding photos they weren't allowed to show. I just never click on anything. Have oh, you seen the dog the right one, way. Frank? Oh, What's I've that? gone down the dog hole. Yes. 
Well, they thought it was a dog. They thought you'll never believe what what they were told. Obviously, I'm going to click on that because okay. there's a picture of something that looks like a weird it, slug alien. Or like a white poodle in a kind of well. Yes. Yeah, well, that but sounds all like, right. Oh, I know you're drawing me in. <laughs> poodle in well, you say. But it looks like it's under the water, it looks like, and you think, but there is a dog, isn't it? Yeah. So you got, did, you, did you go in? Isn't that, well, I looked at it, but I didn't so click did it. So did I. Well, That'll be a dog looking over the top of a well. And, and, the, and, a and, and there being dog. a reflection. Yeah. And it always ends in the same way. Too much. Yeah. It always ends with the vet saying... It's all right, I know what a narcissist is. You don't have to explain it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it ends in fact with the vet saying... How dare you? You should have told me. There was some. There was an argument with the vet. I don't. What was the upshot? They what say was things it like, and, and and the vet is revolted, and so you <laughs> people click it because they want to know why the vet was revolted. Oh, but no. you must, I'd but be you worried see, about that. That that might be somewhat really horrible. But because they're always in the same shape box, you can always see that it's just a nonsense link to to, to nothing. Yeah, but I always fall for. So do I. These these bridesmaids <laughs> upstage <laughs> the bride. <laughs> I always fall for those kind of seedy, dark ones like yeah. that. Oh, dogging well, I don't know. That's me. Do you know what? But upstaging bridesmaids. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to have a hobby. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 81215. You can follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or you can email via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Many have. Here is the evidence. We have. I mean, this is. I'm going to call it a very our readers, which is anything to do with the national speed limit. Oh, yeah. They do like. They do like getting in touch about that. Have I been breaking the law for 40 odd years? Well, mm. we've had a number of people getting in touch. I've singled out two contributions, which I particularly uh, liked. Jeff Featherstone. He has... sounds like he'll know. <laughs> he yeah. sounds like he runs the speed awareness course. Yeah. Hello, I'm Jeff Featherstone. Yeah, I'm your I speed awareness I can, course I can, instructor. I can see it's that. one of those double double names of someone who someone who gets referred to by their full name in the office at yeah. all times. Oh, just uh, yeah. We'll ask uh, Jeff Featherstone. Get Jeff Featherstone across this. And yeah, then, he just. Uh, I mean, I don't know Jeff what you're like, but you just sound like very reliable. Yeah. I, do you know what? I would really trust you, Jeff, yeah. to give me directions. Certainly to know about the national speed limit. He knows everything about roads, Jeff. Let's hear it. OK, here we go. Hi, starts Jeff. OK. Oh, he's let me down a bit. Yeah, what were you hoping for? Well, I didn't think he'd sound like a cast member from <laughs> Glee. <laughs> it's because he's I in thought he'd begin so... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and gesture with both hands. No, so. I would have gone for an FYI. I like Keir Starmer. Every picture I see yeah. of Keir Starmer mm. talking to people, he's, he seems to be talking about the big fish that got away. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't begin with the Simon Cowell wool look. Yeah, no. Anyway. Anyway, Jeff <laughs> begins. Hi, the national speed limit is 60 miles an hour on single-lane carriageways. And oh, 70 ooh. miles an hour on dual carriageways. OK. Unless it is a built-up area with street lights, in which case it is 30 miles per hour. Jeff has also included a link to gov.uk. Oh, that's And that's nice. what I love about Jeff. Confident. But, so but you get street lights on quite big dual carriageways, don't you? 
Yeah. And built-up area, yeah. It's it's vague. I'm just going to stick with driving at 70 mile an yeah. hour when I yeah. see. Well, see what happens. Just yeah, and the devil take the hindmost. <laughs> just to back uh, Jeff up, Nat in the wild. Do you think anyone at a speed awareness course has ever said, and the devil take the hindmost? <laughs> now look, Mr Wellesley. <laughs> no, but what about when I did the speed awareness course recently? And you do it, you know, you don't on Zoom You've done now. it twice, haven't you? All right. <laughs> Oh, I missed a 70 miles an hour on it. That's how you became aware. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I did it recently, and you do it on the Zoom now, of course. You don't go to the hotel. Oh, no, why not? Have you ever done it in a hotel? That is a very big question. (laughs) How long have you got? (laughs) Um, So sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Frank. And I must admit, my speed awareness was... uh, Oh, my. My antennae was raised on my speed awareness. Carry on. Um, it used to be in a terrible hotel, and now they do it in on Zoom. That's a shame, isn't it? Because well, then you get to meet different people. Oh, it was fascinating. Yeah. It was like some brilliant Radio 4 play where all these people came together. Yeah, and, like uh, Agatha Christie. All joined by our crime, yeah. you know. Yeah. And all linked by the crime. It was very Murder on the Orange Express. Yeah. And then they do it on the Zoom now. But on the Orange Expressway. <laughs> <laughs> National speed limit applies. I don't know if you can say Orient anymore, can you? No, you can yeah. in the context okay, of a, fine. you know... But you can still say late and Orient, so yeah. it's still around. So, but now they do it and you get singled out. So the woman pointed to me at, at one point, they'll ask questions... And she said, Emily, can you tell us, oh. would the national speed limit apply? Here's a photograph. In the, and then they gave me some options and I said, is it 30 miles an hour? And you know what she said? I got the answer wrong. She went, oh, bless you. Oh, no. 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 Oh. On awareness. Yeah. Bless your unawareness. <laughs> bless your unaware little heart. Yeah, exactly. Oh. oh, that's so sweet. It was so shaming. And did you say I've already done one and I still don't know that? <laughs> Uh, you're just not listening, are you? You're on your phone. I know what people are like now in classes. They're on their phones. Yeah. They're uh, looking at TikTok things of dogs smoking and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, the world. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Uh, 195 has been in touch. A bit more anonymous than the Jeff Featherstones of this world. Yeah. Dearest Frank et al, you are obliged not to have a phone in sight on speed awareness courses, and if it rings or buzzes, you are asked to leave with nil point for attendance. We were told on several occasions, at one point, one of the other Zoomites, you could hear family members go, I've told you, do they go there, in the background, and the speed awareness instructor didn't like it. She said, I'm sorry. Could you please, I, w- I will have to ask you to tell those people to refrain from shouting or I will have to ask you to leave the course. Oh, oh Kicked off the Zoom. He can't help his wife that shouting is, at him. That is strict. It gives me terrible flashbacks to lockdown Zoom comedy gigs, doing gigs on Zoom. You'd have to explain to the audience over and over again, I, you must mute yourselves. Oh, yeah. And but we then, have, there was but a then guy you ma- don't hear him laughing. You, the, the, the solution that was arrived at was that you would have a re- reliable digital front row of 10 to 15 good laughers oh who God. were gig regulars and Synthetic. then the other sort of 200 people muted. Because one guy, 
it's obviously also if if they haven't set the room up right, whoever speaks or makes noise then fills the screen. Mm. And you'd have a guy making a smoothie with his blender, <laughs> and he'd fill the screen while the comedian was on. Uh, and he'd have left the gig on in the background. You'd just see a man in his kitchen, shirtless oh. and hunched, making oh, a smoothie. No. Oh, that's shirtless so and hunched is one of the best uh, double acts I ever saw. Ne- <laughs> now a fine legal firm. People yeah. never get the lighting right on Zoom. They make no, no effort. What about when they leave it all dark and shadowy? Oh, Come on. Why, yeah. is it, why is the only awareness course speed? There's lots of other crimes that people <laughs> could Mur- be talked out of. Yeah. Murder is bad, guys. What about you know that you know there's an agency that pursues men who don't pay their um, child support. Is it CSA? I mm. believe. Yeah. They could have a seed awareness course where people <laughs> oh are told about God, the Im- the responsibilities and implications <laughs> of casual liaison. Greed awareness course for yeah. bankers, yeah. and yeah. traders. Five three one, as five three one has pointed out. Is speed awareness on something called Zoom sending out the right kind of message? That's very good. That is very good. I think you have a career in comedy awaiting you. Yes. But um, don't call me. <laughs> wow. you go, I'm afraid you've got to go on your own in this crazy old world. <laughs> OK. I meant the world of comedy, not world. Generally, obviously, people help in that. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think we've sorted out the speed limit. I'm sticking with my former thing and hoping for the best. Okay. Yeah. It never seemed quite right to me that 70 mile an hour on a winding single country <laughs> track. No. I like that it's taken you this long to work out well, what like, you just were speeding. A, I find that country people um, drive 70 miles an hour everywhere. Yes. And. Um, are often drunk. <laughs> so I think the country is a different, it's just different rules apply. Yes. Yeah. I do remember one of my mother's friends, who shall remain nameless, who dwell, is a country dweller, and she drove us home one night and she got into the back of the car. And oh, I thought no. that wasn't a good sign. No. Mm. I think when you've got a very, very muddy car, you start <laughs> worrying about its welfare and those contained with me. <laughs> it's just so muddy, you think, oh, who cares? Yeah, who cares anymore? Let's just... Over the cliff. Yeah. The, the, the dirt is a badge of honour for the country folk yeah, on the course. car. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. If there's any country folk listening, by the way, I don't know if you've got reception, but um, <laughs> we do love and respect you. We're just talking about your different ways. Mike, I don't know if this gentleman is called Mike, comma, fishing in the countryside or Mike fishing, comma, in the countryside. It's just the importance of punctuation here. It changes yeah. everything. I've never heard of anyone called fishing. Oh, well, Carrie. Do you, can you think of a fishing? No, uh, but there is Cushing. That's the closest I've ever come to fishing. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Mike, comma, fishing. Yeah. Good morning, Frank, and the other beautiful people. Mm, nice. I'm, I'm already all over Mike Well, fishing. we're all God's chillin'. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I am a country boy. Ah. Uh, money have I none, but I've got treasure in the stars and gold in the morning sun. I'm afraid we don't accept that here, sir. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> Can I just... 
Go back to my car. No, I need you to stay in. <laughs> but last night, Your I was driving slowly in London town, <laughs> off to see... In London sh- town. Uh. Off to see a show with my surprise, the great Pierre Novelli, as a warm-up act. Yeah. Oh, OK. But as soon as I left the city limits, I was flat-out crazy speed. Mm. OK. So once he felt back in the... Countryside. Yeah. It was time to. He's being, he's being coy because I think I know what show he's referring to. I think. Could it be as well if you spend some t- so much time in your day behind a tractor that when you get an open road, yes. you absolutely go crazy? You've got to make the so? most of it. You've yeah. got to make them. And then when there's no sheep in the road. Oh, yeah. Song sheep, as they call it in the countryside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, 683 says, hello, Frank and team. On awareness courses, my colleagues and I are to be subjected to a fire awareness course due to mm. lacklustre performance during drills. Mm. They're not um, firefighters, are they? I hope not. No. I do hope not. <laughs> but the, I, I do like the idea of going on a fire awareness course. Also, fire, uh, led by Frankenstein. Fire bad. <laughs> I don't, yeah. <laughs> need you all to know this is very bad. Fire bad. I fire don't. Bad. Uh, Run away. <laughs> Muppets giving a fire awareness course. <laughs> I don't like swaggering at a fire drill, though. Some people think, yeah. oh, you know, I'm not, you know, I take my time. You think, oh, no, just play the game. Yeah. I'm not impressed by the fact that you think, no, I'm not, you know, I know I've, it's not real. I've worked out that this isn't a real fire. No, because it mm. Happens. Like if I phone my management company on Tuesday morning, there's a fire drill at 11 o'clock every morning. Now, if you wanted to destroy my management company, and there's several comedians who used to be there who do, <laughs> set fire to it at around half ten on a Tuesday morning and oh. people will just sit there and perish because that's when they get their drill. <laughs> So I've, I don't know if I should... What if that happens now? I'm going to feel oh, terrible yeah. about it. I'm going to feel awful, Frank. Yeah. As long as my financial records are safe. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. OK. We've, we've heard from someone um, regarding my past comments on uh, the disturbing nature of British kids' TV. Mm. I commented that British kids television, have, I, South African kids TV was very Americanized, very okay. very Hollywood. And when I moved here, I was horrified to discover that the kids TV seemed to feature largely sort of handmade flaps of cloth filmed right. in a shed somewhere. Right. With a budget of about seven pounds. And always <laughs> a puppet handler with a cravat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was quite disturbed by it. And um, this is this is sent by the name is it's signed off. Who's asking? Which I respect. Yeah. Um, no praise here. You'd only redact it anyway. Listening uh, the other day, I was amused by Pierre's comment about the disturbing nature of DIY creatures. Had he arrived in the UK a couple of decades earlier, he would have seen Pipkins featuring Hartley <gasps> Hare. Oh yes. Whose design was surely inspired by some puppet maker's memory of a pleasant bit of gardening being ruined when he dug in the wrong place and unearthed the remains of the long departed family rabbit. If you are unsettled by the Tipton Slashers monkey, do not Google Hartley Hare. Well, Hartley Hare... Um, I had a flashback to Hartley Hare. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember Frankie Boyle's um, TV show, um, 
something nights. It was a drug name that I can't remember. I'm afraid remember. it was. It was tra- am I allowed to say the name of oh, it? It's you Tramadol, can say it. Tramadol. I, believe. Yeah. I believe it was Tramadol. Yes, right? exactly. There was a sketch in it in which a sort of magical rabbit appeared to some children and then was tortured by them. <laughs> and I still now have flashbacks of images. It is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen on television. The and you've seen some hair. things. Yeah, and it time. literally kept me awake. It was, I still think, you know, I, whenever <laughs> I've met Frankie Ball, he seemed like a really nice man. You know, mm. he sent me a poetry book. But the fact that that came from his mind worries me. Well, and this is from the man that wrote Shane too. Well, I've, yeah. I've Googled Hartley <laughs> here and um, yes, it's 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 revolting. It's well, a distra- it's a distressing. I like Tartley hair because it had a Birmingham accent, as I did recall. It? I think so. Yeah. Yes, I think it did, Frank. Yeah. First, first celebrity Brummy. Well, not the Hartley first. I don't Who was think. the first celebrity Brummy? Eight, twelve, fifteen. Um, there was a woman on jukebox jewelry <laughs> called Marilyn. Was she? Did she say I'll give it five? She said I'll give it five. <laughs> yeah, and that oh. became a national catchphrase. So, so she was she, she a, was she a celebrity or a member of the public? Well, she. What's the difference nowadays? Yeah. yeah. She yeah. was the first. Uh... She yeah. She was one of the first to <laughs> let the velvet rope. <laughs> Do they all just leak the velvet rope now? Uh, well, you know, I think now yeah. it was the big. I once turned up at a, a restaurant where there was paparazzi outside, and they said, "All right, Frank, no photos were taken." <laughs> and then a woman arrived behind me, and there was it was like a an electrical storm of photography. And I said, "Who is that?" And they said, "She came third in Britain's Next Top Model." <laughs> Gosh. Oh. And I thought, so that's where we are. <laughs> so this is it. Yeah. I can relax and these people can take over all the sort of dull celebrity work of having your photo took and going to clubs. Yeah. Mm. And all being photographed pretending you don't know that they're filming you on a beach when they've actually paid for your holiday. <laughs> <laughs> These people have arrived to take that from us. We can get on with some proper work. You and Hartley Hare can go for noodles. For exactly, yeah. exactly. Hart- people like Hartley who was a genuine performer. <laughs> uh, Do you know Hartley had a lot of integrity? Yeah. I think he was... Wasn't he related to David Hare, the uh, playwright? <laughs> I think they're a, they're, they're a bit Quite of a, a dynasty, <laughs> a theatrical <laughs> dynasty. David Hare jokes on absolute rate. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Three five three has got in touch. We were asking a question earlier, Pierre, which was, who was the first? I think you were asking who was the first celebrity ce- brummy. Celebrity brummy. Mm. A fine mm. question, and. 353 has attempted to answer it. Dear Frank and colleagues, I like colleagues. Yeah. Quite Jeff Featherstone. Yeah, Jeff should have gone for the colleagues. Uh, sure. I like his confidence. Sure. First celebrity Brommie was Matthew Bolton. Who's that? Well, Matthew Bolton was an engineer who was um, a central figure in the Industrial Revolution as it manifested in Birmingham. There's a statue of Murdoch, Watt and Bolton 
um, outside Birmingham. Well, it used to be outside Birmingham Registry Office, and somebody had the idea of painting it absolutely as gold as gold paint comes. <laughs> like a C-3PO had got two brothers, <laughs> and they met up at last. And it's three men looking at like a scroll, like you know, it's probably a blueprint of a steam engine or something of that mm. nature. We've, we've but had... I would think there would be earlier ones than Matthew yeah. Bolton. We've had some contradictory information about Hartley Hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is this Paul Oh, it's not yeah. going to be no longer with well. us. <laughs> well, what no about Cher, Cher Paul Conner, which is uh, Paul... French to know, so he should know what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Conner. <laughs> he says, hi, all. I hate to contradict, but I remember Hartley Hair being quite posh. Unfortunately, oh. it was Pig who had a Brummie oh, accent. And to make yes. matters worse, his catchphrase was, my name's Pig <laughs> and I like food. <laughs> Say yes. what you see, Pig. <laughs> All right, Pig. I think I think oh, you're absolutely. Fine. I do apologise. Right. No, no, that was my fault. I gave Hartley here the. Uh, I'm I've, trying to find the corrections up, um, uh, jingle, but I can't no. find. I'll it. tell you what. I've looked up Pig, and he's got horrible dead button eyes. Oh, know, but... brace yourself for one of the worst mixed <laughs> jingles that's ever happened on radio. Correctione, correctione, ole, ole, ole. So the early days of the radio jingle. Yeah. Uh, so it was Pig. It That's was a Pig bit that had the My Birmingham. name's Pig and I like foods. Yeah. Not, not a lot of... Um, Stereotyping. Not a lot of depth and analysis possible with Pig's character. Yes, yeah. I'm remembering that because Hartley Hare was a little bit more... Um, yeah, it was a bit more refined. Aristocratic. Hot, yeah, there yeah, was very cruel to, to the way they portrayed Pig, I felt. Very well, old in the school. end, there was, the, the, there was a, a murder in one of the episodes, and they threw it into Pig's sty, and he, there was a big thing about even the teeth, I remember, was. Uh, Can I just what say. Said. Can I just reassure you on that? Never. Please. <laughs> My name's Pig, and I like food. Yeah. As the body oh, no. disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Even the teeth. Between Even this and the teeth, because he became his catchphrase <laughs> on the show. Even the teeth. <laughs> Even the teeth. Children going around the playgrounds shouting, "Even the teeth." <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, I thought it was a mistake. That was jumping the shark episode. Hang on, Frank. Why was it called Pipkin then? Who was Pipkin? I thought we had Hartley. It was Hare called and Pig. Pipkins, I believe. Okay. And I, I think the I, I don't know who, who that collective group okay. were unless that but, but, between Hartley Hare and Pig and Biffo the Bear I'm astonished anyone slept can I say Biffo the well they country. didn't they were on all sorts of <coughs> Biffo the Bear was not on Pipkins <laughs> no 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 before I, we get loads I of... just mean in general these disgusting looking animals so. well it's all subjective of course <laughs> okay um, can I just I share know. very briefly this uh, suggestion with you? Lee Delaware, what about Catholic confirmation classes? Uh, would they be a creed awareness course? Oh, okay, yeah, fine. that's good. I like that a lot. <laughs> I I think they're, they're, they're so clear for our yeah. readers. I love them. Frank Skinner, Skinner. on Absolute Radio. I, um, here's the thing. Mm. On the 4th of February... I was home. I was home. <laughs> I watched the first half of Back to the Future 2. Oh, yes. I couldn't make neither head nor tail of, of the, what was happening. Was the this plot. when they actually go back? They go to the future instead of the past? They go 
No, they go yes. all over the place. Oh. They go to where they originally did the car thing and then they go back to the 50s. Yeah, but that's no form over. of slogan, Frank. You can't say back to the future too, they go all over the place. No. no. Anyway, I was very confused. On the 17th of February, some um, 13 days later, I watched it and it was totally clear to me, the whole thing. thought, oh, yeah, this is what it... This is what's happening. And I have long had a theory that films and timing is very important. For example, when I was about 13, I watched um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and thought it was one of the best things I'd ever seen. Then I watched it when I was about 25 and thought it was hogwash. Oh. Vice versa, I saw Apocalypse Now when I was about 11. I was so bored. I just yeah. sat thinking about other things in the cinema. Mm. Then I watched it when I was about 25 and thought it was a masterpiece. Mm. I just think with films, we all think, oh, I like that film or I don't like that film. But I think you can, you've got to eat it on the right day. <laughs> it's so dependent. Indeed, and did nothing happen in between those two February dates to change your... You didn't happen to glance at the Wikipedia page for no. Back to the Future too. No. I had influenza, but I don't think that cleared anything up in my brain. I do know, I completely know what you mean, because The Goonies, for example, mm. I walked out of that. One of the few films I've walked out of when I was about 15, I mm. believe, I'd gone with a load of friends and I thought, I can't watch this, it's really? ridiculous. <laughs> it was just so silly. I mean, it was ridiculous. Heaven forbid. Pirates, and it was, I just thought, well, it's all made up. So I walked out, watched it recently, one of the greatest films I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, I tried The Goonies about a year ago. How'd you find it? I couldn't get through it. <laughs> what, when, when, did you, when were you out? When did you go, oh, no, God. I'm out? <laughs> Oh, I would say I was, 25 minutes, maybe. Yeah, that's really? about when what, I wa walked out, Frank. But what moment? Was there a moment where you went, well, this is too much? There was a moment These children when are ridiculous. I was more inclined to watch the inside of my eyelids <laughs> <laughs> than the Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd been, to, I'd been to a talk given by um, Jodie Whittaker in which she named her favourite yeah. films and films. And the Goonies was like her jewel in the crown. Yeah. I... I had an, I preferred it when I came back to it. Mm. I, um, clearly, if you oh, walked yes. out the first time. Uh, as a 15-year-old. But there's some I've loved, <laughs> like Man With Two Brains, a Steve Martin film. I thought it was the funniest film I'd ever seen. And then I made the mistake of saying to Kath, you've got to watch this. Oh. It's oh, the no. funniest film you've ever seen. And then I watched it and I knew she was thinking, what? And then I was thinking, what? <laughs> and oh, man. It's the worst, nervously glancing at someone to see if they're laughing yet. You know, there's, a, there's an, an old uh, Greek philosophical thing that you can't step into the same river twice mm. because the river mm. has moved on and changed, and you've changed as well. I think that's true of films. That's what I'm saying. Can't watch the Love same film this. twice. Pardon? Can't watch the same film twice. No, I don't think you can. No. I think because you're part of the film, if you know what I mean. You're yeah. who you are, what you're thinking and how you feel. Does it apply to true they crime never get, They never get to this level, do they, on Commode and Mayer? Oh, no. my God. No, do they? they don't. They don't. There's no philosophy behind it. You can't watch the same film twice, and you can't hear the same music twice here on Absolute. <laughs> exactly. But no repeat guarantee. <laughs> yeah. I love the way you always, always TCB. <laughs> yes. Always with the promo. Indeed. Thanks,
I say, we're still getting a lot of praise in for your show, Frank. And Piers. Oh, Frank. yes. Oh, good. I'm glad. Because, um... You're storming it, it appears. Uh, how can I answer that? Well, I can, but because Pierre I've seen it. was very good. You were both uh, fabulous. Uh, well, you were very good. Now we have to compliment each other. Like a kind of <laughs> how was I Mexican as an standoff. how was I as an audience member? I laughed very loudly. Excellent. You were the only laugh I heard. <laughs> no, not true. <laughs> well, someone said to me, uh, "Yeah, uh, that's it's quite brave having Pierre as a support, you know, because <gasps> he's really good." And I said, "Yeah, but." <laughs> He, he ain't that good. <laughs> <laughs> he is good. It's a chance to get a double compliment in. I also think that, you know, he's supposed to be giving people a great night out, so you don't want someone who's, you know, not good as the... It would be, yeah, it would be a different type of person who deliberately booked uh, no, an I always... awful support and then came out and went, you see, you see how lucky you are. That do you I think people I always, ever do I always that? go for the uh, for Does some ones. comics intentionally do that? Maybe. <laughs> Some comics do all sorts of things intentionally that you might find remarkable. I think um, I think I can imagine some comedians doing that. I'd feel I'd, I'd feel that the audience would, uh, would turn against me if, if I did that. Do you think they'd say this is what you think is good? Is it? Yeah, no, they'd say you knew you knew that person wasn't good and you put them on as a ramp. Now, now listen. Is how I like to I've begin never, a link. Can I say I've never <laughs> thought that about any support act. No, so that's because haven't. I choose well. You choose wisely. Uh, 887. Mm-hmm. On the topic of films, I first saw the Austin Powers films as a youth. Ah, yes. Now, already I feel 887 has nailed this. Well, I'm, I'm interested because I <laughs> okay. watched Austin Powers about a month ago. Well, 887... Has the mic at the moment. Yeah, no, no, fair enough. I decided to re-watch them recently. Mm. I thought there must be so many jokes I didn't get when I was younger, and this will be brilliant. It wasn't. <laughs> Side note, it's, it's my birthday, and as part of my perfect morning, I'm listening live. Oh, well, happy birthday. So, uh... I watched it with Buzz recently, my 11-year-old, and it was, it's disgusting. <laughs> is it? It really. I hated it. What's it that one with Beyonce? And I don't even want to go disgusting. there. There's a horrible character in the third one. Do you know the one I mean? Oh, no, I've only watched the first. Well, I didn't get through the He's first. Got flaky but it reminded skin or me. Um, you know when Donald Trump said, uh, "Yeah, it's just uh, just um, dressing room, locker room, locker talk. room talk." It was very much locker room talk. So yeah. silly. I don't want to, you know, condemn anyone's work, but I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's contradictory in any way. Obviously, people love it. I was so not expecting the word you used to be disgusted. It was disgusted. <laughs> I was disgusted by it. I you thought, ay, ay, ay. Stop that. Stop that. <laughs> Whereas Wayne's World is another, like, big Mike Myers. I love Wayne's World. And that's okay. got some crassness in it, Frank, but it's got a heart. You yes. know what I mean? Do you yeah. know what we attempted to watch first time round and didn't like? I recently re-attempted to watch it. Come on. The Sopranos. Do you know what, Frank? Do you want my verdict? Still hate it. Still Dormio ad. Yeah. I, I think that 
you guys are underestimating the extent to which the people involved were real members of the mafia. Like, that's that what they're like. That's not acting. No, does, does that make right. it good? Oh, then, oh no, no, you should like this better, Frank, because there's real members of the mafia in it. No, no, no. Oh, think, well. No, no, no. That changes and everything. And they just turned off. I think it shields it from accusations of silliness because, you know, these people are silly. Not, go, well, then the real people are I'm silly. I'm not saying it's silly. I'm I saying that I found Very myself silly. thinking... I've never noticed my cuticles <laughs> come so far yeah, up my actual nails. Well, you don't understand how much we hate it. Yeah. Very strange. Well, the, by the second episode, <laughs> oh. I, was, I was doing my toenails. You got to the second episode? Well, I think I watched about... People weren't said it was a masterpiece. I watched about four of them. Oh, old man in a cap outside a cafe. Yeah, yeah don't No, he? no, I think people... Really, well, Pierre know, really likes it. I know it. he does. I'm sorry, Pierre. The kids these days have got no attention span. <laughs> well, say maybe I'll watch it when I'm... Frank, apparently we've got no attention span. Kids, what do you kids, say to that? It's the kids these We didn't days. like Sopranos. Maybe I'll watch it when I'm an old... Oh. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yvette Turley... Mm. By the sound of her, Coronation Street matriarch, I'm thinking. Oh, OK. Mm. You're not coming in my factory. Um, Janice <laughs> Nichols was the brummy. Janice Nichols, yes. On Jukebox Jury. She had a single out called I'll Give It Five. Of course she did. And that's Yvette from West Bromwich. Oh, I love ah, Yvette. Ah, see, she'll remember. She, maybe she even knew Janice. I in love the, the sound day. of Yvette. 543 says, after listening this morning, I'm surprised no one's mentioned Topov, which was a scary monkey on the wardrobe in Pipkin. Oh, I mean, I didn't really... I thought it was Fiddler on the Roof. But I've, I've looked up the Topov monkey and it's fine. It's quite yeah. a normal monkey puppet. And you're, like the and you're, and you're a strange a, review of the monkey. You're it's a harsh judge. It's fine. Judge. <laughs> I'm a harsh judge. You're I'm a harsh high. judge of children's characters. And monkeys. Yeah. I still think that's an odd review. Fine. It's fine. It's not... A, a, it's your I, average monkey puppet, guys. What can I say? <laughs> what is it? What breed is it? It looks like a macaque. Oh, a macaque. <laughs> What's your favourite type of monkey, Frank? Yeah. I don't mind a macaque. Uh, if we're going to spread it to the whole <laughs> simian ape world... Please. I, I'll do it like a mandrill. Oh, really? They oh. come with the collars. They oh, do. do they? Yes. And also they're reversible, of course, because they're... they're um, their back parts are the same design know, as their front parts. Vivid they're, Hue. They're yeah. real multitaskers. That's, what, that's the name of the one I had as a pet. <laughs> vivid oh. Hue. Vivid Hue, <laughs> I called him. Right. <laughs> what are the ones... Who was the one that you had a really um, quite an intense encounter with oh, through the glass? A, that was a chimpanzee. Mm. Oh, do you like them? I think we all love a chimpanzee. <laughs> I once... Uh, I, 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 I went to a talk about chimpanzees at, um, I think it was at um, Whipsnade, yeah. and my son, who was about six, put his hand up at the end. You know, when they say any questions, he put his hand up and said, why do they have pink bombs like that? And uh, the bloke said, well, they sit, they sit on them a lot, and that wears the fur away. And I thought, that just isn't true. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, like a, it's a bit more of a mating Well, do you thing. think yeah. he didn't want to go there? Yeah, he, he didn't want to go there, but, you know. Oh, come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's your job, asked. mate. It's... Yeah, you can find a way of putting that across. You wear it off from sitting on... <laughs> What are you talking we about? We didn't come here to hear lies no, about chimps. No, exactly. The kid we puts his that. hand up about... And you make them look they're so lazy. They've worn the hair off their backsides. 
I mean, what are, what are they in a typing pool or something? You know, well, they're, they're, they're on tyres. They're on tyres, of course. <laughs> they're on tyres, they're swinging in the air, but somehow... That's the only part that's worn they're, off. They've worn their... Um, <laughs> fraud Extraordinary explanation. I was let down. I didn't want to step in because I thought, oh, well, is it... Is it you should have stood up and said, you tell my son the filthy <laughs> truth about these apes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want the X-rated <laughs> yeah. facts. Yeah, go and get the white... I can see a whiteboard in that office. Get it out of here. I want the whole... Yeah, the naked truth. Oh, mm. uh, I was let down. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Now, what do you think of this? Rachel Veach has got in touch. Beach? No, Veach. Oh, Veach. Or would you say Veach? V-E-I-T-C-H. I'd say Veach. OK. Is, she's going to see Frank in Sheffield on her own. OK. No one was available, so I booked on my own. I nice. wanted to see him for years. I say respect for going on your own, Rachel. Do you? Yeah, I used to, uh, in my periods of intense loneliness, I went to a lot of shows on my own. Yeah. The only thing I was resentful about was um, intervals. Oh, yes. Because I sat... Um, there's an Edward Hopper painting of people sitting in a theatre on their own in the interval. and people, You know, you yes. get up, you get to the toilet, but you don't want to be in the bar on your own. I know what you mean. Mm. Although, I have to say, increasingly, I don't move from my seat during the interval... Yeah, I oh. hate it. I just think this is a lovely time where I can sort of relax. I don't want to be fighting through these people. No. Yeah, I find that I... The venue won't approve of my behaviour because they'll be making zero out of me. Sorry. I find um, two men arrive which lure me out of my seat. <laughs> two men? Yeah. One is called Ben and the other one is called Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got a tiny tub. Yeah, I find them Although, irresistible. I find increasingly it's the uh, the lone Jude arrives now. Who is? What is Jude's that? ice cream. Oh, has, I don't, I don't do you not know Jude? That. The stripy tub. Oh, it's taken yeah. over from the, uh, Ben and Jerry, I'm afraid. Oh, I'd, Still I would miss them. Um, Okay, fair enough. Benjamin and Jeremiah, I believe they're called. <laughs> the Amish ice cream salesman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's been all sorts of controversy about this Janet Nichols from all old Janice. Well, 031 says Janice Nichols was from Wensbury, Wen okay. Wensbury, which is Walsall, not Brum. Well, no, it's... And it's um, Patrick continues, mm. and she was on Thank Your Lucky Stars, not Jukebox, Jerry. Frank Skinner, <coughs> can you sort this out? Well, this, I'm, as you know, I'm not very inclined to Google, but she might have been. I find those shows interchangeable in my memory. I'm yes. sorry. Okay. Various flaps of cloth arguing with various jumpered adults. Something like that. Mm. Um, those things like jukebox jewellery, they um, had, there was four people on the panel. Imagine this now. So one week they just had the Beatles on as the what? panel. What? I mean, that's, that's a good booking. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Did they sometimes used to bring people on... As a sort of, you'd listen, they'd give the review the guests and then they'd surprise them by bringing the act on. Um, I can't remember if they I did that. I think there was one, I might have I don't know if that level surprise. of cruelty I had begun. <laughs> now, of course, you'd have to make them listen to all the comments. and oh, The yeah. idea was you hadn't heard the song before, you'd hear it for the first time uh, and you'd talk about it, whether you liked it or not and give it 
uh, a score out of five, mm. which is why I'll give it five. Oh. But she might well have been from Wensbury, incidentally, um, if I remember correctly. It's not far from West Bromwich. And um, the original West Brom football team, when they were called West Bromwich Strollers, not a name you want to give to a modern team, um, they walked to Wensbury as a group to buy their first ever football. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic, isn't it? You know what we need, don't you, if we're going to be a football team? Um, oh, yeah. I think they sell them in uh, Wensbury. Come on. Off we go. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, you've been enjoying your tackers this morning. Mm. I note. Didn't take you long to get back into the swing of that. I didn't yeah. eat tackers for two weeks, and you believe it? Were you were you in a sort of withdrawal? Well, I didn't really eat at all. No, tackers seemed like a mighty challenge. Didn't like Kath- eating sticks of fire. Yeah. Didn't Kath bring you some gruel or something? Um, my personal assistant came to my house and made me a very large cottage pie which um, this is when I started eating again I had it every meal for four days Wow. That served you well. Did she, what happened? I'm always interested in what happened. Did you return the Pyrex? Or have you I still know, hung she on did to it, it at my house. She made oh, she's it. No so fool. she used our Pyrex. So Andrew S on the subject of Takis has been in touch. Long time listener, second time tweeter. I love mm. that level of detail. Very yeah. specific. Mm. Yeah, but it, I trust Andrew S yeah. because he's across everything. Up until a few weeks ago, I hadn't even heard of Takis. Uh. Now, I see they're trying to muscle in on Pringles territory. Are they? Takising over. Okay, Andrew S. <laughs> Spotted in a local shop in Newcastle. Hashtag snack banter. Oh, I about snack banter. Yeah, <laughs> snack pants. It's a he's over he's overstepped the mark. <laughs> I, like, I like snack banter. It sounds <laughs> like a yeah, character you like from Colston. Game of Thrones. <laughs> My lord, snack banter is approaching. <laughs> just just to put it in perspective, Andrew S. Uh, Frank is also the person who tried to get Coolston to take off as well, an expression for cool. Yeah. True, that is true. I never quite worked out in what context you were going to say it, Frank. What, what, how would you say it? Give me an example. So if I was talking well, in, to you. In Pulp Fiction, Samuel L. Jackson says, OK, cool and the gang, as in for cool. Yeah. So I thought Coolston is better than cool and the gang. <laughs> no, it's not. But how do you, why do you uh, think that? Yeah. <laughs> because it's one word. I, OK. If that's the metric, then... And, How um, different things would have been had Samuel Jackson said, Coolston. That would have been right. <laughs> it would have been, as you drove towards Coolston, there would have been a sign saying, you are entering Jackson country, <laughs> and a big picture of him. <laughs> Holding a gun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, these... got him, I got him to do my um, voice message on my phone. What, what? did he say on did it? Did you? He said, ah, Frank ain't here at the moment. What? No, don't get leaving no stupid messages. Like a, all, all that stuff. Like an angry answer machine message. Ah, Keith. Um, said to me, who's that on your answer phone? <laughs> I said, Samuel L. Jackson. He said, oh, I don't know who that is. I said, you know him. He's, uh, he's like a really like a big actor guy. Yeah. And I said, like, he's a, um, he's, he's a black guy, really sort of rugged. 
and uh, he said, oh, is he, um, does he do the Halifax adverts? Oh. I said, no, that's Howard. Oh, He's, my God. Is he rocket? Oh, my God. Rocket. Did it sound like the same man? Yeah, exactly. No, oh, it's not dear. him. Oh, I wouldn't dear. ask Howard to commit a hit. No. Imagine in if Howard had been in politics. <laughs> oh, man. What's, where is he now, Howard? Was he a Bromley? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Anyway, look, Sarah Champion's up next. Listen to Sarah. Strange end to the show. What's <laughs> yeah. out from Halifax and Bromley? Anyway, on that bombshell. Yeah. So, look, the, the finals is slightly sad. The final episode Sorry. of Series 9 of Frank Skinner's Poetry Podcast is out oh. on Wednesday. It concerns a poem by um, the British poet Martin Bell. If you read about Martin Bell... Uh, chain smoker, heavy drinker, who just talks about poetry all the time. Sounds brilliant. And it's a poem um, about Groucho Marx, which I think is fantastic. So um, check it out. And thanks for listening this morning. It's great to be back. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again at this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.